Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. TQQ radio show number 694 out of 750 starts right after a word from one of my partners. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on. Can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers. Last 223,000 hours. My thanks to The Crystal Show for being down by law with T2Q. Go to thecrystalshow.com to get more information on her podcast, her blog, and everything else that is Crystal Hickerson. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Top Q Radio Show. All right, so Serena Williams is pregnant and engaged to her beau, Alexis Ohanian. Forgive me if I messed his name up. Um, he's the co-founder of Reddit, so he's a very successful businessman. Now, some black people, black guys were upset over the notion that she has chosen to have a child with and marry a white dude. Now, when Serena was questioned about it, she said that her fiancé has treated her better than any black man she's dated. Now, some of the people she's dated, rappers, Common and Drake, um, athletes, LeVar Arrington and Amari Stoudemire, uh, so, you know, why do people think that whites treat blacks better than blacks treat their own? That's what we'll get into tonight, a few questions, and then we'll get into a couple of other topics. But to the phone lines, I go to the 517 area code, outskirts of Drake, the Motor City, to welcome on the What's going on with you, Crystal? Thank you. How are you? Doing great. How are you? Well, pretty good. Good, good. Glad to have you on. I'm going to go to the 910 area code. To the Tar Heel State of North Carolina, to the man that plays a doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. What's happening, good doctor? What's up, Q? What's up, Crystal? Not much, not much. Anybody else want to join in, press one on your dial pad, and we will get you into the rotation. All right. So, Serena um, goes white. I've heard, like, if you go black, you never go back. If you go white, what happens? Anybody know? Your credit goes up, your credit score. I don't know. Absolutely. All right, well, Crystal, I think I know your answer on this one. I'm going to start with Dr. Willis first. Dr. Willis, how do you feel about interracial relationships, just in general? Are you for them, against them, don't care? What's your take? Uh, in, in general, man, I think, I think who you love, who you love. 
Um, I have no problem with it. Okay. Simple enough. And Crystal, go ahead and give your official stamp on it. Well, my official stamp, um, I did a podcast on it, so anyone wants to listen to that, they can check it out. But the, um, of course, I agree with it. I mean, I, I have no qualms either way. It's up to you. You know, I think love is hard to find, and if you find it, wherever you find it, whether it's black, white, you know, whatever, you know, um, nationality, whatever really doesn't matter. A what? I'm sorry, I said Puerto Rican or Haitian. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not Haitian, but yeah. Uh, but whatever, whatever <laughs> floats your boat, whatever you find love, I guess, is, is the important thing. So, yeah. Okay. Well, on Facebook, a man old school chimed in from Nashville. He says, whatever makes you happy. Former guest Shaman Elizabeth chimed in from the Tar Heel State, North Carolina. She said, glad my parents got married despite being warned by their pastor that they should consider how their kids would turn out. Love is love. I believe her dad is Native American and her mom is white. And Amy Michelle chimed in from Jackson and Mississippi. She said that she's for interracial relationships. I'm very passionate about the freedom to be with Whoever you want. All right. Old school is a black guy. Shaman Elizabeth is Native American. Amy is, uh, to my knowledge, just a, um, a white lady. So uh, let me go to the phone lines again. To the 850 area code of Coast of Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black. Buck, what's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well. My man's down there dancing with Sheila E. over the weekend. Had me all jealous and everything. Oh, well. (laughs) Have fun. (laughs) Tell me about that later. All right, but um, why do you think that some people feel, quote, unquote, some type of way when they see someone of their race Dating outside their race, so like when a black a black man sees a, a black woman with a white dude, why why do you think they feel all up in arms about it? I, I think sometimes it's a little bit. Sometimes it's jealousy. Um, some you know because maybe that's something that they actually wanted to do and they have not done it, or you know for whatever reason. Some of it could be you know some of it could be racial. Some of, you know because some people believe that you shouldn't date outside your race. But everybody has, in my opinion, everybody has can make their own choices. Um, some people could, you know, some people may look, you know, in envy, you know, going like, well, I could have that person. You know, maybe they want the person that doesn't have anything to do with race. Maybe they just, you know, they just upset because they didn't, you know, they may have had an opportunity in the past didn't take it. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of different ways you can look at it. Crystal, what do you think? You know, why are these guys upset about Serena Williams? It's not like she never dated black guys before or gave black guys a chance. Why are they upset now? You know, I think it's a little more complex um, than just, at least as far as the um, black race, the African-Americans here, the descendants of slaves. 
I think for us, it's a little more complex than just, you know, uh, even just race. I think it has a lot to do with our history. Uh, and for I can speak for black women, at least some of us, um, that I, or I can speak for myself. I, when I see um, some black men with white women, I don't oppose it uh, at all, of course, because, you know, I've been with white men, my um Son is biracial, so I don't oppose it, but I um, I cringe a little bit. You know, it's just like, eh, see, that's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> that kind of a thing. But it really doesn't have anything to do with. Definitely doesn't have anything to do with him because I don't want him. I'm like, good, yeah, go ahead, you go, girl. Because <laughs> I kind of hell don't want that. You got his problems, you know, fine. But it does. It's like it's it's kind of like a slap, I think, in the proverbial face of black women. Um, for black men, on the other hand, I it's interesting to me that they even give a shit. Quite frankly, um, either way, and um, so <laughs> yeah, I think for black men, it's probably more than what Buck was saying, or some of his his reasons, but. Um, for black women, I really do think it's um, it's a little more complex as to the why. All right, Dr. Willis, how you feel about it, man? I think that um, I think we get upset because of um, the person, the 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 caliper of person that you know is going over to the other to the other side. If you get someone that you're not attracted, you know, you see someone you're not attracted to, or you know, who are who don't have any type of social standing or any kind of economic standings or whatever, you don't care. But when you see, oh, the good girls or the, you know, the, you know, or the guys, you know, the ballers and the players, you know, what I'm saying, and I don't mean like baller and players, like pimps and hoes, but ballers like basketball players, sports athletes, you know, all these, all these high-profile people, or educated, you know, people. Going off to other races, then you start. I think I think that's what caused you to feel a certain kind of weight, because I mean, you go in any hood right now, or any ghetto, or whatever the case may be, you'll see interracial relationships like it's cool. Nobody gives a fuck about those. Nobody says nothing about those. But as soon as you get an educated uh, college woman, or you know, an athlete, or an actress, or whatever the case may be, going off to another race, you know, you you have a few guys get upset. Or, you know, if the guys go off and, and get them a white woman and stuff like that, the sisters get upset. I don't think it has anything to do with being jealous. And they're like, it's the standing. It's the economic or the social standings of the person that is going over to the other side. That's what I believe. I agree. Yeah. Very well put. Very well put. Okay. I agree with that also. All right. So, but black men have dated outside of their race for a long time. Um, is it a problem that black women are decided to go that route too? No, I think everybody has. I think everybody should have you know make their own choices when it comes to who their mates are. I mean, spice is a variety of life, and why deprive yourself of a great human experience with somebody if it's working? You know, let it flow. I mean, it don't matter what color the person is. You know, just long as they, you know, long as they. 
are treating you with, you know, you know what, you know, give you what you're looking for in a relationship, what difference does it make what color they are? I don't give them damn, 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 green, black, purple, red, or orange. As long as they're doing, you know, as long as that, if that's what you like, and you know, and everything's working out, go for it. I ain't got to live with them. You do. And Crystal, um, I know you've been an advocate for, you know, black women, not necessarily just trying to hold out hope for black men to say, you know, hey, I see you or anything. Um, you're for free love. Whoever loves you, go find them and go on with your life and be happy, right? Yes. Uh, not exactly free love, but yes. I um, <laughs> I think that for black women, and I've said this a long time, because of the fact that black men have, you know, taken the reins and ran with it eons ago. So I it angered me a little bit that a lot of black women were staying quote unquote loyal to these men who were apparently not loyal to them, not loyal to the race. So why were you loyal um waiting around for them for their what is it, the the BMW, I don't know, I forgot the the term they would say, black male, whatever, but um, professional or whatever. I mean, it's just like, why are you waiting on this? You know, um, why are you staying loyal to this person who um, even Kanye knew that, you know, you're going to get successful and leave her. So, I mean, so why even... What are you doing? Why are you letting him lie on your couch? Or why are you supporting him when he's going to leave you? Um, uh-huh. When he becomes successful, not all do, of course. That's, you know, but I mean, just when you when you look around, it's like, well, because there's so many professional black women who are single, and um, and they. You know, you ask them, okay, well, well, you know, there are like a whole host of other men out here, you know, but you're, you're, you already know the statistics anyway of the the pool of marriageable black men, um, you know, the ones who are not gay, the ones who are not in prison, the ones who are not dead, um, or the ones who have already, you know, gone and you know became successful and left and went on. So I mean, so why are you fighting for this little pool of guys. It doesn't make any sense. So you share the man with his wife and then you're the second or third mistress or whatever the hell you are. You know, so why why are you doing this when there's so many other men out there who do find you attractive and that you could be with? A lot of times I've heard them say, Oh no, 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 I don't want to be uh uh-uh. I cannot I love my black man. I cannot be with another race or whatever. I'm like, well then guess what? Don't complain about being alone then if you're not going to open yourself up to other, you know, other races, other people. And it doesn't have to be white right. or whatever. It's just whoever, you right. know. Um, so that, that was care. my whole thing about that. I don't think white women care if people date their white men. They just, I mean, white women can date anybody. They're like the universal donor yes. of dating, I guess. And yes, so they I are. Like, so therefore, you know. You know that's why the argument is not, or the fight, or the whatever is not for the. Right. It's not you know we don't want your opinion on this. 
you know, um, because it has, really has nothing to do with you. It has to do with uh, black women and women of color, just in general. Right. But I think black women specifically have been so stringent and rigid, you know, figuratively and literally when it came to black men and who they were going to choose to make a mate, be a mate with. Okay. Let's see on Facebook, B. Flynn chimed in from Memphis, uh, saying interracial relationship doesn't bother her. Uh, my man Michael Thompson chimed in from, where is Michael? I think he's in St. Louis, but uh, in Chicago. And Michael says that, uh, he said, laugh out loud, some of y'all ain't being honest. So <laughs> He's saying that people are saying they're okay with it, but they're Probably not okay with it Which we all know that to be true I mean Dr. Willis There are probably Plenty of people we've seen who Act like they're okay with interracial Couples or whatever but let it happen to Their family and it's going to be an issue Yeah See I disagree though I mean I literally Don't give a damn Who you end up dating (laughs) Because chances are if it's not me I mean what does it matter to me anyway (laughs) You know what I'm saying uh, uh, to be honest, so uh, just because I guess because he feel that he can't go without getting mad about it, you know uh, that don't that shouldn't apply across the spectrum across the board, because um, you know I really literally don't care. I mean I got family members who are you know interracially dating that don't bother me. I mean I grew up watching this in you know in freaking rural Mississippi, so I mean. It's nothing. I mean, I've seen it. You know, you know, you love who you love. Hell, I've even dated outside my race. You know, so why would I get mad if I see somebody else? You know, um, dating somebody that's not in, you know, uh, in, in their race. It it doesn't make sense to me. It don't make sense to even get upset about that. That's why you know, um, um, these guys that had an issue with Serena going off and 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 you know, getting engaged to this white guy it blows my mind. They mad about it. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, it's not like half of them going to, you know, have a chance with her. So what is the problem? Right. You know? Right. So that it, it literally blows my mind. Like, I mean, I can't I can't wrap my mind around how people get mad about somebody falling in love with someone else. You know, that, that blows my mind. So uh, that guy is wrong. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, just because he get mad, that's him. You know, but that ain't my problem. That's not my issue. You know, as a matter of fact, I've also said many times, you know, saying I wish that, you know, black women who have a problem with black men would just move on. You know, saying find you somebody else. If, if we're not making you happy, you know, stop screaming about we ain't shit and we ain't this and we ain't that and go get you somebody outside the race. Be happy. You're not going to be right. happy sitting there talking, you know, just constantly dredging, you know, dredging, you know, pulling up all this anger and hate, hate towards black men. When you can just, you know what I'm saying, let that shit wash away and go find your happiness somewhere else. It just don't make sense to me. I got you, and I think that's what Crystal's been saying as well. Um, For years. <laughs> on Facebook, uh, Tiandra chimed in from Memphis. She says, um, I'm for interracial relationships, but it's a challenge because of cultural differences. So what do you think she means by that, but cultural Differences when it comes to interracial relationships. Um, I you know, I don't know what you. Possibly, I'll, I'll spin it this way because I raised two kids that were white, um, and I had no problem. You know, there there's 
there's only differences if you make it be differences. If you raise them where you don't see color and you don't talk about that and you just, you know, you raise them like you, you raise them like you would any other kid, there are no cultural differences. Um, I mean, people like to put up barriers and do certain things and they said, you know, the, you know, other people from the outside that that don't don't do certain things or are short sighted or not educated enough or whatever the case may be. They said, oh, there's cultural differences. I wouldn't do that. I don't want to bring you know, I don't want to bring my kids up in a in a home that way or whatever. And I'm like, dude, there are no differences. I mean, yeah, there may be some differences from, you know, there's going to be some differences from white to black, but if you don't. You know, if you don't put the, put up barriers and and have preconceived notions and stereo, use stereotypes and things of that nature, you know, then you know those barriers are easily you know gone by the wayside. So I mean, you have to you know you have to you have a job to do as a parent. You know, if you're raising kids or dating outside of race or whatever, and you know. You you have you're putting up the barriers yourself if you fall and you know if you listen to the you know outsiders that don't do it you know monkey see monkey monkey do you know and they're like oh I ain't gonna do that but if you don't do that just roll with it there are no barriers. All right, so I'm I'm and I get that, but I get that, and I'm reading something on Facebook that Tiandra posted uh, from Memphis. She said uh, Tiandra's black. She went out on a date with a guy who was white, and she said people looked like they were just bothered by them being out and having fun, you know. And she said that she didn't think that he noticed. Now, Crystal, you know, we as black people, we tend to notice our surroundings for numerous reasons because of how we're raised. Um, And... I've seen situations like that. Well, I've actually been in a situation like that when I was out with a coworker um, who was Iranian. She was from out of town. And I noticed how all the sisters were, like, staring a hole in me. But she was just having a good time and didn't notice it. Do you think it's more pressure on the black person in the, in the relationship whenever there's, like, interracial dating out in public? Oh, I don't know if there's uh, necessarily – uh, pressure, and I talked about this before, but um, I think uh, for myself, when I was in uh, interracial relationships, my, my first husband was white, and when we were out together, when we were dating, um, I noticed some things, and there's things he didn't notice because that's not part of his. We are in tuned to notice a lot of things. Um, we are in tune to notice how people are looking at us and watching us um, all the time. And that's just a cultural thing. And when I say culture, culture only means the environment you grew up in. It, it has, really has nothing to do with race. It has to do with your environment. Um, okay. so, so culturally, as black, you grow up, you know, in a black neighborhood, around black people, and you listen to things that have gone on, you from your grandparents to whatever, and your experiences, there are things you are in tune with, um, speech, how people say things, you're like, oh, that motherfucker was racist right there. And then 
you know, your friend next to you go like, what are you talking about? I didn't, I don't know where you're getting that from. He just said hello. Yeah, but you don't know how he said hello. You know, I knew, he was looking at me. See, these are things that we are in tuned with, and whether it could be a little irrational, maybe, but we're, we are um, in tune to notice these things. So, so, yeah, I agree with that. So that's something we have to work on. That's one of the things you have to deal with and work on within yourself as far as if you decide to be in an um, in interracial relationship. And I think in America it is more um, stark for the black person um, okay. when there was a white person. Now, was it with a Latino or even with someone who is – they could be white, but they're from another country. The the difference is is what well, probably within yourself is just different too, how you react with them or how the people react. So it, it's something like I was saying before. It's really something about our history that is ingrained inside of us, um, especially if we grew up specifically around um, black people. Now there are people who may not notice because they didn't necessarily grow up around. Um, black. There are, um, you know, interracial or biracial kids, and actually they are becoming more more majority in this country um, with almost their own race, actually, or whatever you want to call it. But they, um, some of them grow up in different a culture. It's a completely different culture than it's not just black, it's not just white, you know. It's more of a blended culture. So they have different experiences. So, um, but yeah, that's something you, yeah, you would ha- definitely have to know to deal with is just being a part of that type of relationship. Okay. All right. Well, um, I don't know. I, I think that I think there are certain pressures that come along with it, but it does depends on you know where you live. Probably, I think some areas may be worse than others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, wouldn't date anybody in Mississippi, that's for damn sure. I wouldn't <laughs> trust that he actually wanted to date me. I figured he was setting me up. You know? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, Crystal. You know, Mississippi, no me wrong. Mississippi has its history and things of that nature, but places like New York and, well, just the East Coast, period, and Chicago, and man, I see worse cases of racism as far as violence over the last decade or so than I've seen here. Uh, I mean, not to say people aren't discriminated against here in another way, but when it just comes to just blatant violence and everything, I don't feel like we get it as bad as some of these other states, especially when it comes to cops. You know why it, You know why that is? And that could be completely stereotyping the South, but I really do feel that a lot of times in the deep South, um, people have gotten used to a certain culture of their own. So, therefore, they're okay with a lot of things that maybe someone, let's say, in New York or Chicago would be like, we're not, you know, taking this. Uh-huh. Um, and and maybe someone, for instance, in Mississippi, like, well, that's just what you do. This is how you act. And you just go on and everybody goes their separate ways or whatever, yeah. you know, um, as opposed to someone, you know, standing up and saying, no, I'm not going to take this. Uh, right. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a different culture, different types of personalities. Um, so maybe that's why it's, you know, one way in one place and another way in another. That's true. Could be some truth to that. That's a very good observation that maybe we just 
do what we got to do to survive where other people are more rebellious because they're not used to it. So, okay. So, um, let's, let's hit this question right here. And I wanted this question hard. Dr. Willis, do Mm -hmm. white men, black men are stereotyped for looking at white women as some sort of upgrade or some sort of trophy or status. Do you think white men look at black women like that? Uh, Yeah, sure I do. Um, (laughs) Because right now there's like an unspoken competition between black men and and, and white men. And it's not healthy. It's not looking good for the black men, but, (laughs) and and I'll explain. When it, when you when the stereotype about black men is that we get these you know out of shape you know trailer park white girls blah blah blah, and then the the, the white men they get they get our best looking women, <laughs> so <laughs> so I mean and this this is real talk now this this is what this yeah, what goes yeah. on this, that's true so so I so. Yeah, so they they do they do uh, recognize and they do see that, and and, and they will qu- be quick to let you know that too if you ever get an argument argument with them <laughs> because I've heard it a couple of times, <laughs> and you can't help but laugh because half the time I mean when you look and no disrespect to any woman out there because every woman is beautiful in her own right, but that should be true. So it's like <laughs> you know it's like wow, but but what what a lot of folks don't understand either though is that black men have been doing the same thing to any race of women that they've been doing to, you know, black women for years. What they think is going out and dating, we just, we consider just fucking. All right. And uh, so, you know, so that's why, that's why it's, it's, it's kind of like a double standard. That's why black men don't really say too much or they don't think it's a problem when they go out and they, they're uh, dating or, you know, so-called dating outside the race, because in our minds, we just fucking. But when you get a, but our, our black women, they're actually, you know, saying like they when they go outside of the race, sometimes the best, you know, the the cream of the crop are, are leaving, and they're actually in, you know, real live relationships. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying these are the women right. that most of these guys expire to get, and we can't get them. So then now it's a problem. So, uh-huh. um, so yeah, they they definitely see it. They they you know, uh, uh, white dudes they they see the stereotype. They they know it. So that's what Buck, I got on that. Good point, Buck. What do you think about that, man? Do you think that um, white men look at black women as an upgrade or some type of status change, the way black men are stereotyped to look at white women? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there there, there is some truth to what um, Dr. Williams is saying, but I I don't I don't see it as a whether it's an upgrade or downgrade or anything like that. I just think you know. Sometimes people just make cho- make the choice what's best for them. Um, you know, sometimes they do it. You know, maybe there's something that they've always mm-hmm. thought about, and they just never they never took the chance, and now they're doing it. Or you know, maybe it's something they've always done. I just think people, you know, you, you make your own choice. You know what you like. So, if that's what you like, then you you know do what you do. But you know, I don't know. If, I don't think white guys look at it as an upgrade or uh, as an upgrade, so to speak. I just think that they, you know, they get out there and they just go do it, just like we do it, you know. And hopefully, they're happy. Okay, 
Crystal, what's your take on it? First of all, do you think that um, black men look at white women as some type of status upgrade when they date them? And um, if so, do you think that um, white men do the same? Yes, I believe black men, whether consciously or subconsciously, see it as um, an upgrade. And and sometimes a status per se, but I actually think that a lot of the black men I've, you know, talked to who have more exclusively, whether it was a literal exclusive, whether they did it on purpose or they just ended up that way, uh, who date outside of uh, their race, um, they they did it because they generally did not like black women. Um, maybe and and a lot of it was because they grew up around a lot of black women, of course, and um, they wanted to get away from that. So, and I so when I say upgrade, I don't I don't know if I necessarily mean financial or status as um, position or whatever, but more of upgrade from what they've known, you know. Uh, so, um, white men. No, I don't think they see it as an upgrade. I don't because because their ideology is completely different from um, why a black man may think of it as an upgrade. You know what I mean? What you're you're saying, and I think as as, as our um, culture of black Americans in this country, um, especially for the black male, I think they do think of it as an upgrade. I've heard, I mean, if you take all the combination of the things that um, black men have said about the differences between, you know, not just white, but what other races and and um, black women, um, it's pretty obvious they they see it as an upgrade of some kind. Um, but for white men, I don't. I, I I actually I really don't even think they could possibly think of it as an upgrade. And I say this because um, if you want to talk about status in this country, no, it's not an upgrade for them um, because it, you know within their own culture and, and privilege of being white. Why would you choose someone who's not that, whether it's black or Asian or whatever? You know, why would you do that? Unless you truly want to be with this person. I don't think they see it. I really don't think they see it like that. I think the ones who would see it like that wouldn't be with with someone outside of the race anyway. So for those who choose to, I really don't think they're thinking on those types of levels. Um, You may have a few just like with a few blacks who do it and for political, political within themselves, you know, like, oh, yes, look at me, look how liberal I am, right. you know, look how great I am. And then for black, there could be blacks who say the same, kind of, you know, well, look at me, I'm doing something, I'm, you know. I think there's a few people who do stuff like that, who make a, try and make points, just like there's black men who, who pick a certain type of black woman, very, very dark skin or very, very Afrocentric, all because of the same reasons, you know. We kick people for yeah. her own reasons, you know, that aren't necessarily just about, you know, sex or romance or whatever. So, but, yeah, I don't think you can really compare the two types of men and why they would choose outside of their race because I think it has completely different 
um, reasons and, and connotations and, and everything as to why a black man chooses a white woman as opposed to a, a, a white guy choosing another race, black or whatever. And I think for a lot of white guys these days, like I was saying before, a lot of black women were like, no, 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 we're not going to even go there. I don't want to even, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, blah, 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 blah. Um, so finally, there are more black women maybe, you know, who are deciding, you know what, I let me try this, let me, you know, let me open up. And they're like, thank you. <laughs> Can I get a date over here? So, you know, I think that's really kind of the situation, what's happening. If black women are finally saying, yeah, I think I want to try something new. Okay, like the movie. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I want to do something different. I want to expand myself. So. All right. <laughs> Hey, I think I think y'all got a lot of respect for white folks, but I can tell you from personal experience, man, just talking to them, uh, you know, even even with some of my Marine Corps buddies, you know, they would tell you that like they would like really talk shit to you, like yeah, y'all get out, shit, we don't want, we get y'all best. I mean, so I think they really do think think along those lines. Also, they just may not say it or come out and show it. But when they're, you well, know, when there is some truth to that, though. Okay, there is some truth to the fact that for black men, they didn't care about whatever quality, quote unquote, the woman was. They just wanted to be with a white girl. It it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter her quality. She they didn't give a fuck. She could be Ofei from wherever. It didn't matter as long as she was white. It just, that was the whole. That's what I was saying about the ideology of it. You know. And yeah, there's, there's. I mean, men are men, okay. Women are women, whatever. And it's still, when it boils down to it, what what are you attracted to? There's so many reasons why we are attracted to who we are attracted to, okay. So yeah. many reasons. Now, for blacks, yeah, we we politicize it a lot when we see the interracial thing, so we bring that side into it. And I think, you know, for white guys, I'm sure there. I'm not. I'm not respecting you know, a white guy more than I respect or whatever, a black guy, because you still men to me, so you're all the same. So, but it, when I, when it's just the reasoning of why you do the things that you do, I'm sure there's plenty of white guys who look at black women and say, oh, my God, I just want to screw her because look at that ass or whatever, and it's different and it's new, and ooh, let me just have fun and, and until I actually sit down and marry, you know, marry or whoever. Um or Becky, <laughs> but um, uh. and, and maybe even the same thing for black men who say, "Oh, let me go out and screw a bunch of Asian women or white girls until I finally decide I'm going to marry whoever." So, I mean, everybody has those same types of feelings anyway. But specifically to the question, yeah, I think culturally, across the board, generally, there are some reasons why some black men choose white women. And, and vice versa. So. Okay. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. Press one on your dial pad if you wish to join the discussion. That will place you in the host queue. Um. Let's see. Later on in the show, I will feature some music by a new sponsor. Uh, music by the young lady by the name of Kaya. Uh, she has a song 
out called Games, and um, it was released on April the 7th, and so she has her album dropping in the fall, so I'll be playing that towards the end of the show. Um, but uh, let me ask this. One more question before we get to another topic. Uh, let's see who I want to go with this. Let me go back to you, Dr. Willis. Can you date a white person and still be considered pro-black? Ooh. Um, let's take it farther. Date or marry. Have a baby. Right, with right, you. right. You know, I've I've actually struggled with this uh with this question. I think I think you actually can. I think it is because being pro black is an is uh not only is in ideology but you know saying um well first of all I think you can because it's an ideology but I think the 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 dual side of that, the opposing side of that it says you can't because it's also a way of life. And if you if that's not your way of life then, you know, saying it's it's it get a little, you know, in that gray area. So I've I've always struggled with this question. I think that I, I'm gonna go on the limb. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on the limb and say I think that you can be, um, because uh, I'm gonna stick with the 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 ideolog the ideological side of it uh, at this point. But um, that's a that's always a tough one for me to answer. But I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say I think you can. Okay. Buck, what do you think? Can you be dating or married to a white person and still be considered pro-black? I like yeah, Charles sure Barkley. <laughs> yeah, I think you can. I mean, you see, you see it all the time. I mean, I mean, you are who you are. So I mean, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna. At least I'm not gonna change. I'm be still be who I who I was before. I'm still gonna be who I am after. So I mean, that's not gonna change. Um. No, I'm not. You know, Michael Jackson may be a little bit different, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that and then kind of kind of joke around. But, um, but you know, I don't. I mean, yeah, you can stay who you are. I mean, I don't. I don't see anybody changing. You know, there are some that out out there that kind of change their. You know, and that that may be more of a status thing than anything else. You know, you may be famous. And you feel that you know now you you know you married to a white person or whatever, and you know you see some of these celebrities that kind of change, you know, change themselves so to speak, you know, and they're not doing the same things they were once doing before. Um, but on a large scale, primarily, no, I don't see that change. Um, sometimes you see it go the other way, where the other person changes. So. You know, it could go either way, but I mean, most of the time, you know, people pretty much stay, stay you know, in may in the mainstream society, most people stay the same. All right, Crystal, what do you think? So the question is whether or not they can be considered still be considered as yeah, pro-black. Can you be pro-black, if you're um, married to a white person. Um. Well. Can you be considered or looked upon as, as pro-black? No, probably not. Can you actually be pro-black? Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, I'm a card-carrying feminist, but, you know, I still have sex with men. You know, so. It can happen. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to become a lesbian, <laughs> but hey, you know, we still have to deal with you guys. So, yeah, you know, it can happen. Uh, you have to separate the two, I guess. But, I, you know, I really do think, but what happens is, I think, um, it go, kind of goes back to, the, to what we were talking about in the beginning about, you know, pe- people being upset looking at or seeing someone who is um, in an interracial relationship. It's, um, and, I think that if you are, let's say you are, you know, okay, Malcolm X. I'll just throw out there since, you know, he had to pick on Michael Jackson. So Malcolm X um, is who he is or whatever. Let's say he married a white girl. Is that possible? (laughs) You know, I mean, really, is that really, I mean, in your mind, because you think the people to stand behind him after that. Because it does speak to something I think Bobby said um, was um, it's a way of life. Because when you are in a relationship, um, it's more than just me and this person going to the park and having great sex or even raising kids. I mean, it's we deal with this person every single day. They become a part of our lives. That means whoever they are becomes a part of who I am and vice versa. And if you are truly in love with someone, then there is something very distinctive about them um, and about you that is the same. And um, in so many ways, I mean, I'm sure you guys have been in love once or twice, so you know what I'm talking about. So, I mean, it's it's hard to... to, um, put it into words, but that's I think that's why it's hard for someone to say, okay, you're, you're like a Malcolm X being married to a white person. That doesn't even compute because of how strongly he felt about his cause, about the black people uh-huh. and, and all of that and everything. And he himself, you know, as, as many of us do, have, you know, very strong European blood inside of us or whatever, but I mean, just think about that for a second. <laughs> you know, I mean, could you accept him as the leader of black people and be married to a white person? I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around that. So, I don't know. I, do I think actually can that happen in today's age? Probably, yeah. And I say that more so because, you know, there are plenty of people of other races who do care about what what's happening, you know, to people. And and it's you know, you can still have that same kind of ideology of everybody should be um treated fairly and that I understand your your culture and maybe you you can even find some similarities that um are the same, you know, or whatever, that you can fight for the cause because it's your cause just like it's his cause or whatever. So, yeah, I think it could definitely can happen. But, you know, on the outside, people looking in, I don't know if that would work. I mean, he would have to really sell it <laughs> or whatever. Or we would have to really, he, she would definitely have to be down by law. She would have to be Tina Marie. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Tina Marie and Malcolm X, yes. I, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, we you know she was down by law. Okay, so it has to be that type of white girl, <laughs> and they're out there. Believe me, but um, 
Yeah, so it would have to be that kind of a thing. It would have, have to make sense. You know what I mean? It just has to make sense. Yeah. I just think, you know, like, if, like Chuck D from Public Enemy, if he was married to a white woman, I just wonder how things would have turned out for Public Enemy. How would people have looked at him being a front man for Public Enemy if he was married to a white woman? You know, so and from the outside, be, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, people on the outside are going to look at you differently, even though he will still be the same. He may still be the same guy. People won't look at him as the same guy. And uh, that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we will take a quick break. And I got a couple other topics for you here on the Talk to Q radio show. Remember, you can catch me on Twitter at Talk to Q. That's talk, the number two, and Q. And you can go to the website at talktoq.com, sign up for the email newsletter to keep up with upcoming shows and topics, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, we'll be right back in about 30 seconds. My name is Chanel Tapper, and you're listening to Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. I don't know nothing about PSK making that green. All right. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Um, okay. Crystal, you go to, you know, you've, you've been dating this guy. Um, enough for you all to be exclusive. He, he brings you over to meet his parents. You get to his parents' house, and you see a picture of his ex-girlfriend hanging on, you know, or on the bookshelf of his parents' house. Do you feel any type of way about that? Do you feel like it should come down? What's your take on that? Well, <laughs> I would be a little upset, yes. We would have to have a serious conversation after we left. Um, what I think it should be taken down? No, no, it's their house. They can do whatever they want. Um, I don't have to come there. Like if we got married, if we made it that far after the picture incident, then um, I, I mean, I still can't tell tell them what to do in their own home. I just don't have to be there. So. I don't know. I would feel very upset about that. Of course, it's obvious that maybe this person is um, a part of their life, the family life, you know, otherwise they would have taken it down because he would have said, okay, you know, you could totally take this picture down because I don't want to see this picture every time I come here. So, you know, take it down. So, I mean, so the fact that it's not down um, kind of speaks to why didn't he say that? (laughs) Why wouldn't he tell his mom, look, Take it down and get it out of here. I don't want to see it. Or why wouldn't she, as a mother, go, okay, that that is passed. Let me take it down and move on because why is she up? She's not a part of this family. Unless, of course, that's what they want and hoping they'll get back together. So we'll leave the picture up so every girl knows that they're just temporary. So. Wow. And you probably are at that point. 
Yeah, I ran into this problem um, a couple of years ago, but Dr. Willis, what do you think about it, man? I'm sorry, I got Dr. Willis on mute. Dr. Willis, what do you think about it? Yeah, the the pictures are at the uh, you saying the pictures will be at the parents' house, though, right? Not her house. Yeah, at the parents' house. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if they're at the parents' house, then I would um, I you know I would I would probably verify with my woman to make sure that she's not you know uh, still hanging on to you know the eggs or you know make sure I'm not a rebound or whatever and. If everything is good between me and her, and she's no longer, you know, you know, loving that guy, having any ties or connections to that person, then um, they can have whatever they have, they want up in their house. That's their house, so you know that that'll be on them. I'll just, you know, I'll I'll, I'll turn it back on them. I'll grin every time I come over and give them that look. So I don't, I, I won't worry about it. To me, that would just be petty. Buck, what do you think about it, man? Do you think that? Um... It's wrong to have an ex's picture up, you know, over, and they know you're coming over. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it depends on who you're dating because some, you know, some people carry that jealousy that you know, if you have a picture up of an ex or something like that, they will bother them. Some it doesn't. Now, you know, for me, you know, I'm divorced, so one of the pictures I had in my house was um with all the kids but my ex was on the picture. You know, that I don't you know, I don't see why that's a problem because maybe that's the last picture that I ended up having, you know, that she gave me and they don't have they hadn't made any pictures since then. But we we still try to exchange, you know, the kids pictures and stuff and, and all that kind of stuff. Now my older two are grown. So I don't have her on none of my most recent pictures. Well, for a while there, when you know, they, when you know, Christmas holidays and stuff like that, and she says a picture, I don't see where that's an issue. Now, if it's, you know, it really depends on who you're dating because some people are really shallow, and I'm like, you know, you got to take that shit down. But then there's some people in there that you know they're like, hey, you know, it's all good, you know, I understand why that picture's up, you know, and it may be, it may have been somebody that, you know, maybe your widow. And they passed away, and that's you know you want to keep that picture up, and that's you know it shouldn't be an issue. So it depends on who you're dating. Some people may say, hey, you know it's bad, but some may say, hey, it's okay. So it just it really depends on who you're dating, and you know as long as you have everything out in the open, I don't see why it's an issue. Okay. See, I was in a situation like this when um, I brought this this lady I was dating over to my father's house and she saw a picture of my ex um, on a bookshelf. It's a picture I hadn't even noticed. So I'll let you know she was looking. So afterwards she asked me about it. I told her I had no idea or whatever. So um, I asked him about it and he, you know, you know I told him that it made her feel uncomfortable and he said that wasn't his intention, but, you know, it's his house, and he can put up whatever pictures he wants, you know, essentially. And in all honesty, I think if – I guess it depends on how the, how the relationship went. Maybe it would have come down. I don't know. But anyway, she ended up bringing him a picture of her and her kids, and he put that up. And now I'm not with either one of them. Both of those pictures are still up. <laughs> 
So I guess it'll be a problem for the next woman. <laughs> I I guess it'll be a problem for the next woman, but um, you know, I I I can I don't know if I were in that situation. The first time, I'm not going to think anything of it. Okay. If I developed a relationship with the parents over the course of, you know, four or five visits or something, and it's still up, then at, at that point I may ask a question like, you know, just how close were they? You know, I, I wouldn't jump to any conclusions saying that they think that other that the ex is better or anything, but I'll probably start asking questions. But after the first time, I wouldn't think anything of it. They don't know how long I'm going to be around. You know, I mean, evidently it is serious if I'm being brought over to to visit them, but I guess they have to kind of see for themselves. And I, I don't know. I think it's a difficult situation, but, like, you know, you can't dictate what someone does in their house. You want your significant other to be comfortable. Uh, now, if I were in that situation as a parent, I would take the picture down because uh, I would not want my son or daughter's significant other to be uncomfortable, but I guess I'm just a different dude. So anyway, whenever I bring someone over to meet my dad, y'all gonna hear about it. Cause now there's pictures of two exes up there, and my late and my late wife on the wall. I think she gets a pass since we were married, but uh, yeah, yeah, the two exes they are down there on that bookshelf. So <laughs> to be continued. Hey, right. <laughs> All right, one more topic before we shut this thing down, and. In Fort Lauderdale, Florida, a man was denied a $100,000 jackpot. What happened is um, he put $50 in the machine at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Fort Lauderdale. And this lady that he was with, named Marina Navarro, he told her to push the button for good luck. So she pushed the button and it hit the jackpot at $100,000. So when the managers looked at the security footage and they realized that she was the one pushed the, that pushed the button, they gave her the jackpot. Well, she didn't spit the jackpot. She kept all of it. <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel about that, Crystal? Um, I mean, it was his money. He was sitting at the machine, but she did the actual pushing of the button. Uh, I, let's talk about that for, from from the, first of all. Were they right in giving her the money? Well, I don't know. I don't know what their policy is. Apparently, maybe that's their policy. Um, and, and first of all, it sounded like maybe there was a dispute as to who money it was. And maybe that's why they had to go, well, let's look at see who actually pushed the button, you know, whatever. I I mean, because usually it just goes to whoever played, because if if she wasn't trying to dispute it or whatever, then it would just go to him, because she would say, no, he he won, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) I don't know. This this is how people get killed, is all I'm saying. This is how yeah. people get killed. Because this is some bullshit right here. This is some fucking bullshit. I'm putting in my money, and essentially all 
she did was like, you know, kiss the dice or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Oh, no, that shit ain't going down. I don't know what city this was or what well, kind of nigga this was, but um, he wasn't any kind of niggas I know. Okay, number one. <laughs> because that shit wasn't going down. First of all, she wouldn't even think that shit. You know what I'm saying? She would be more like, well, you know, you should get, you know, give me a nice big tip or something for pushing the button. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's it. That's that would be the extent of her thinking that any part of that money is hers. You know, I mean, that's that's bullshit. I can't, I can't even wrap my head around that. You know. If I was a girl, no, I wouldn't take it. I was like, no, that's his money. That's, he, he's the one been putting the money in here. It wasn't like he said, here, here is 50 cents or whatever. Go play, you know. Hmm. And that's a different story. If I go to my slot machine and start playing, then I won the money. But it's different. He was playing, and she just pushed the fucking button. Oh, hell no, that ain't going down. That ain't going down at all. Shit. There'll be a different headline. Girl missing. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no doubt. There would be no doubt in my mind that I'd be something, some sort of felon, felony uh, in that situation. But, I mean, Buck, how do you feel, man? Should she have given the guy half the money? Did he deserve all the money? Maybe she could have gotten uh, some sort of good luck, you know, tip out of it or bonus out of it, or you know, it's how do you think it should have gone down? It's it's crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I, you know, when you go to a casino, you put you know, if you sharing money or anything like that, then there should be some kind of. I mean, it depends on who you with. Uh, I got some friends of mine that they go quite frequently. Um, if the guy wins, he gives a quarter to the woman, and if she wins, he gives her half. He get she gives him half. I don't, or, or no, I'm sorry. If she wins, he gets a quarter. If he wins, he gives her half. So, um, you know, they have that. Un, you know, they have that. You know, in etched in stone. Um, so it depends on who you with as far as that goes. Now, as far as this particular situation, maybe they should have had something set up before they went to the casino, but obviously they didn't, and then you had, you know, strange stuff started happening. So, you know, I know I went to the casino with a friend of mine a few years ago, and we had, I had money, but I just wanted to put a dollar in the machine just to see what, you know, just see this particular machine, just to see what it would do. I ended up winning on it, but I didn't give her any money on it, so she was really kind of irritated with it. So I said, I don't know what you're tripping out for. I said, then, then we go to dinner at our yeah, you did spend all the money that you won on me. I said, okay, then did you get did you get some of it then? I said, I spent it on you. Yep. But I, you know, in hindsight, maybe I should have given her at least half of it. So, you know, because it was her dollar that she gave. So, you know, it you have to if you go to the casino, you really kind of have to have some kind of rule of regulation if you got a significant other that you know you don't want to piss somebody off by. You win, and she sees you win, or he sees you win, and you you don't get any of it. And you know, you know how people act. You know, money the root of all evil. So people go crazy when they got a few extra dollars, and the other person don't have any. So best thing to do is do some sort of 
arrangement before you get there? I don't know. I mean, Dr. Dr. Willis, I'll let you have your take before I jump on it. Well, um, (laughs) speaking from legal perspective, this casino was right. I mean, you know, because here's the thing, and they'll tell you anywhere you go, bingo or anything, they say don't share packs, don't split packs. This is the reason why. Uh, But when you go in a casino, you have to understand, people, they give money to folks. All the time, so that could have been the case of oh, you know, he he just put the money in for me or whatever. But here's the thing, though. Here's here's where the casino and the legal side of it, why he won't have a legal standing, is because just simply putting your money in the slot machine does nothing. Okay, it's just there. Nothing happens. But when you push that button, when you push that button, you just made the transaction. You just made the action happen. So if that spin or whatever it is. You know, um, you know, hit the jackpot or whatever the case may be. It was your action that caused that, not simply just having money in the in the in the slot machine. So he right. will he will not have to take the stand on. She she will get that all day every day. So that's why um, you know, folks, you know, saying it's not like rolling dice, rolling dice where you tell somebody just blowing the dice. You know, even even in the casinos, if you you tell somebody oh rub these and throw them for you, if they throw them for you and they win, that's <laughs> they they get That's the money. money. Yeah. So so it's it's all about the action that causes the jackpot. Uh put money in a machine don't get you the jackpot. I mean it, it in a in a you know, indirect way it does because you don't play unless you got the money in there. But it's the action that causes the, the wheel to spin and whatever, you know, comes up from that spin. Yeah, all whatever. Right. Yeah, guns don't kill people. People kill people. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> no, I sucks, but that's I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> don't give a fuck. What the hell right. I have my money. I am with you, but that, but like, that's why, that's why I specify it from a legal perspective because from mm-hmm. a personal perspective, yeah, okay, she's okay. Drug behind me. <laughs> so, girls, you say you're gonna be legally murdered. <laughs> Legally, no jury will convict. Well, see, I'm gonna tell you what I think went down on this. I, I saw and I posted the link in the uh, T2Q group on Facebook. I posted a picture of the guy, and the guy looks like the guy fifty something, barely hanging on to his hair. Typical casino-looking type of guy, like old rocker-type guy. They never showed the woman's <laughs> face, but you can see her body. She was probably young and fine. That wasn't his friend in the first place. That was just someone that he was that was out for a good time, so to speak. Exactly. And saw an opportunity to make a hundred thousand dollars, and she was like, "Wait, I pushed the button, I get all of it." So she kept all of it. Yep. Because they weren't quote unquote friends in the first place. So yeah. he was a come up, she was uh his little sugar baby and he guess he should have known the rules. Now, you know, that uh-huh. doesn't that doesn't stop her from needing twenty four hour protection if he's thinking like Crystal. <laughs> he ain't got to think like Crystal because I know he got a son somewhere. 
was like, what? <laughs> this bitch took my money. <laughs> you know, it's money I could have had. He could have helped me pay my damn rent. So, um, oh, this ain't happening. <laughs> and that's a lucky This ain't happening. Like, Crystal, would you give him half? Yeah. Uh, well, look, like I said before, and this is just how I think, okay, I didn't put the money in there, all right? I didn't give her money to go play. That's my money. Like, I, to me, all I see it as you just doing the luck. You just push the button. We're having a good time. Ha, ha, he, tell me your life. So, I got a dress, you know. I gave her a big tip for the night. But, no, you ain't, you ain't taking home $100,000 or 60000 after taxes or whatever. You're not taking that. Uh-uh, that's not happening. He's a fresh new a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> but you know, I'm getting my money. Like uh, yeah. what was the episode of um Sanford and Sound, they were placing bets in Fred's house and Fred said the next game we're gonna play is how you gonna get out this house with my money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So, now we're the next damn game. I um, I'm the type of person I don't expect anyone to give me anything if I go to a casino with them. Now, Buck and I have gone together, and normally when one of us wins, we both win. You know, we yep. both, you know, we'll, we'll break off something and make sure the other one's good. But the average person is not going to do that. Now, had I been the guy and she hit the button, and if they would have given me the $100,000, I would have given her 10000 That's what I would have done. So some people may think that's trifling. Some people may think she's entitled to 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 half of it. I don't know, but I would have given her ten thousand, and I think the average person may have been somewhat happy with it. I don't know. Depends on your mindset. Um, but even if the casino said I had to split it with her fifty-fifty, I'm still halfway all right with that. But to say that she gets all of it. And I don't even get my mm-hmm. money back. I mean, I don't. Even, I, he probably didn't get his ten dollars back. He put in the machine or whatever. Man, that's rough. That's a hard lesson to learn. <laughs> that's a lesson for all of us. That's yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do not so, let anyone push the button. The next time I machine. go to a casino, I mean, but think about it. All right, so what happens? What happens in this situation? What if you're playing? A, you're, you're at a casino. And someone just walks up and hits the button. You know. Just walks up and hits the button and then they win. And you didn't give them permission to. I mean, you can't. How can you prove you didn't give them permission? No, because I guess that's why they went to the tape. You can see that they were together. Right. It's not just some random person walking up and hitting, you know. Because I'll tell you right now, now that I know this information, you reach for my button, I. Old man, oxygen tank or not, you get elbowed in the throat. Uh-uh. Homie don't play that. So, but to the gentleman, his name is John Jan Flato. Flato. He uh, put 50 bucks in the machine. So, to him, I'm all I can say is, I'm sorry. They say the two are no longer fr- <laughs> The two are no longer friends. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure she got out of town. Hundred thousand dollars, you can relocate. Yeah, she better relocate. 
So, yeah, I can't. And I mean, and don't get me wrong. You all know I'm the last one who wants to go to jail. I absolutely just know I'm not built for jail. But it would be hard for me, as mild manner, as nice as I try to be, it would be hard for me to keep my hands off of somebody that took $100,000 from me. <laughs> Knowing what they could yeah, do for my what she life. Did. <laughs> Knowing what, what they can do for my life. Nah. I mean, that's everybody's life. I mean, it's not like it was a hundred bucks, you know. Right. Maybe she won a few hundred dollars. I mean, what the fuck? No, that ain't happening. It ain't going down. <laughs> I, I would have been mad over a hundred bucks, but there's a difference between being yeah, mad. Yeah, you're in a casino, a hundred bucks, whatever. That's different between being mad and being homicidal. It's not that much different from me, but yeah, I guess so. Right. $100,000 is, is homicidal territory. <laughs> Dang. I feel bad yeah, for that man. He picked the wrong the one. He's probably at home he crying picked. right now. <laughs> I'll be I'll be at home right now. Um, shoot, probably Say, trying to find an inexpensive hitman. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's see. Tomorrow uh, there won't be any zone coverage, but zone coverage will be on uh, Thursday, and it will simulcast with the NFL draft starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. So we'll pick up in the middle of the first round. For those who want to join, talk about the picks being made, what you want your team to do, blah, blah, blah. Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, zone coverage, NFL draft. And T2Q will be back on next Tuesday at 9 p.m. So, appreciate you all hanging out with us. Looks like Buck may have dropped off. I don't know if he's calling back or not. But we'll go ahead with our final thoughts. And, uh, Crystal, I will start with you. Final thoughts on black men, uh, white men, and how they treat black women. If they treat them better or not, you can talk about uh, the situation with parents having a picture of the ex up at their home, or you can talk about Mr. Flato and his minus one hundred thousand dollars that he's not able to spend. Okay. Well, first of all, good show. I Thank will. You. I have to ignore this guy in the casino. I just can't even. That just makes me mad and sad at the same time. Mad and sad. Right. Um, as far as the picture, if the person is not either A, dead, or um, I will even allow like a picture from their high school, like, you know, the prom picture or something, yeah. you know, yeah. that people have up. For their kids, but that's it. I mean, I mean, of course, like I said, you can't do anything about somebody else's house. It's their house; they can do whatever they want. It's his house, and of course, that would be a different story. But uh, it's their parents' house, so whatever. Um, and as far as the whole white guy, white men thing, you didn't really ask the question of did they, of the treating better. Um, did they treat them better? But I guess um, if you did. No, you didn't. But like I said in my podcast, that people can check it out on crystalshow.com, dot uh, com. That <laughs> <laughs> anywho, or go to Blog Talk Radio and search 
the Crystal Show. But mm. the the thought, what I said there, is the fact that from my experience regarding what Serena said, you know, which she said that she just fell from her experience, even though she didn't say experience, but um, that, you know, white men treated her better in her life. Uh, relationship wild, you know, you can say she she made a blanket statement, of course, you know, but um, I'm sure she was speaking from her own experiences and from my own experience. I'm sorry, Crystal, you faded out on me. I didn't hear you. Oh, speaking from uh, her own experiences, that's what she said about um, white men treating her better. Yeah. Um, for me, I feel the same way from my experiences. It's more of a difference. It, it, it's a, to me, a difference is a better word than better. And that falls into culture. They've had a different life experience and culture. Um, and so it, it makes it a different experience being with them. It's the same way that it is different going out with a guy who than a guy who works, I don't know, at the McDonald's Corporation or something. I mean, there's a complete difference lifestyle size of what you're going to experience when you're with them, so um, so I, th- I think that for me, and, and maybe to speak to what she's speaking to, is more of the cultural differences is easier. It's better. It just feels better. I felt lighter when I was with them, and you know, I just did, and and it was because of their personality. Their personality was different. It wasn't argumentative. I didn't feel like I always had to argue or, you know, something. And not just argue with them, but argue right. about something. Life and racism and, oh, oh God. It's just, you know, I just want the lake to be the lake. And I, I want to go see a game without talking about politics and, oh, my God, I just want to be and sometimes you can't do that with a black man because since you're both black, you want to talk you talk about these things. You know, you look at T V yeah. and you're like, Oh my god, look at this. I can't it can't just be a movie. Um and it depends on the movie you watch. You can't even watch certain movies, or you can't even do certain things because, oh no, 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 that's that's what white people do. You don't want to go there. Ain't no ain't no white people gonna be there. Ain't no black people gonna be there, you know. That kind of a thing. So it limits you on what you can do. I mean, everybody doesn't think that way, of course, but a lot of people do. So it's kind of interesting. So it's a different experience, is what I'm saying. So, um, some so you can say it's better, and you can say it's not better. It's different. That's all I can say. Okay. But anyway, really good show. Real um, enjoy talking to the guys. <laughs> all right, we appreciate it, Mayo mm-hmm. and Dr. Willis. Um, when it comes to uh, what Serena said, um, I look at it like this: uh, unless, and this goes for male, female, black, white, whatever, unless you've dated every single person in that that sector or that section, that popula- a section of the population, mm-hmm. you can't say that the other side treats you better. That individual treated you better. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it has anything to do with race. You just got a good guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
So yeah. and then uh, and when you break up with that that when that when when things go bad with that person, he's gonna be all kinds of assholes and then you're gonna run into another one and then you're gonna say, Oh, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread and it just keeps going and going and going. It's not the race, it's the individual. You can't you can't tell me just like I can't tell you that, you know, white women are better because I haven't dated every black woman to, to, to you know, or even um a good enough sample of the population just to make that determination <laughs> because there are some really great black women out there. You know what I'm saying? So if I if I had just, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to meet one of them, that doesn't negate that they're out there. So, you know, so I, I think, you know what I'm saying, it's an individual thing more so than a race thing. And so when people say, you know, I get treated better by, you know, this group more so than that group, no, you just happen to be lucky and got you a good individual in that group, you know. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I think, you know, these blanket statements and stuff like that, they, they have their place, I guess, you know, if you want to get under somebody's skin or whatever. But And I don't think that Serena was doing that to try to get under, you know, anybody's skin. But it could have also been a snapback at the at the response that she's getting from black men. So, you know, and, and, and even even still, that would that would be, wrong in a sense because you haven't dated enough to say that now uh that's enough on that topic uh as far as the picture in the house and stuff like that to me if you're bothered by that then your job should be to make those parents love you just as much or more than they love that person they got still hanging up in their house if it bothers you that much if you're not willing to go out and do that then leave it alone it's not that important your woman is with you or your man is with you whatever you're dating you know that that person chose you, so you shouldn't worry about what's in somebody else's house. And if it if and if it does matter to you, change it. You know, do something and 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 go out your way to make them folks love you just as much. They'll change it. You know, so um, that you know that's that's my advice on that end. Um, the last topic, the casino. What happened? Was it casino? Oh, yeah, the casino, as far as the casino is concerned, um, you know, it's, it's a hard lesson to, to learn. But, you know, this guy, I guess the silver lining is he taught the world a valuable lesson. You know, you don't let nobody push your buttons because, I mean, the, like legally, like I said, you know, it's it's the action that causes the jackpot that counts. So that means whoever pushed that button or pulled that lever or spin the wheel or whatever, that person won the jackpot. That this, that there, there's no argument to be made against that. Just because you put money in there, I mean, when I go with my, you know, when I go with girlfriends or things like that, you know, I may slide a twenty dollar in there and tell them go ahead and play. And if they hit, I can't, I can't say, oh well, you know, that's mine because I put the money in there. You know, they did the action, <laughs> and so that doesn't change. Now, like I said, it's sad that she didn't think enough to give him some of that money. You know, that's wrong. But he don't have a leg to stand on uh, legally. So, you know, he, you know, that that like I said, that's just a valuable lesson for all of us to to take when you're going to the casino. Um, no, I learned mine. I think it was good. Huh? So I know I learned mine. Oh yeah, oh yeah, too. Trust me, <laughs> I did too. Cause that, I mean, but you know, the casino is right. So I can't, you know, I can't, I can't fault them. But I can't blame her for not, you know, being generous enough or thank, you know, thankful enough to, to say, hey, you know what, 
you know, I'm going to give you some of this money because, you know, it hadn't been for you, and, you know, we wouldn't have been on that slot machine. So, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go half on your on your food for the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Not even all of it. <laughs> you got to pay for your tea, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why. I, that's why I don't get blessings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's stuff could be swallowed. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you all hanging out with me this evening. Thanks for starting 30 minutes later. Um, and we'll catch well, you actually, all. Well, actually, I was here at 9. Okay. So. I did. I came on. I Listening to music. stupid music like an idiot. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> then I realized, oh, it's not until 930. <laughs> yeah, see, people who actually, like, get my email newsletter and read it. Uh, right, right. <laughs> know these things okay. or, accept, or accept my invites First of all Look Mr. Man I do get your emails And I do read them Okay number one Number two I Mr. also Mayor. have the schedule In my email So it pops up Or my calendar So it pops up Hey it's 15 minutes until Talk to you radio show So I'm ready to go So whatever <laughs> I can't say anything to Crystal about being a loyal listener. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, next week, nine o'clock, the regular time, nine p.m. Eastern, and we'll do this yeah. again. So, all right, my thanks to show legends Dr. Willis, Crystal Hickerson, and my man Buck for joining the show. Um, now I'm going to play a song from an artist by the name of Kaya, uh, born in the Ukraine in 1992 to a non-musical family. She had a desire to sing since she was four years old. Now she tried to get roles for plays and convince her family that she would one day be a singer. However, she ended up being a dancer and then ultimately a model in Paris, Tokyo, London, and finally she landed in New York City. In New York, rather. Being in New York gave her a chance to return to music, and now her childhood dream is a reality, because as of April the 7th, her debut single, Games, dropped. So tonight on T2Q, I will close the show with her song, Games. So here is Kaya with Games on T2Q. Everyone have a wonderful evening, and let me get you some information on where you can find her music. I'm sorry, I should have had that handy. But it looks like I misplaced it. Um, She is on SoundCloud. And I will have that on the next show, and I will also post a link. Um, Also post a link on the uh, website at Talk to Q where you can get the links to her music. So I apologize for that, but I'll make sure to have it on the next show. Her name is Kaya, K-A-I-Y-A, and the name of the show is Games. Everyone have a great evening. Peace out.
That's Kaya, K-A-I-Y-A. You can find her on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Kaya Music NY. You can find her on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Kaya Music. She's on Twitter at info Kaya and SoundCloud Kaya Music. SoundCloud Kaya Dash Music. Um, I will have the links over at TalkToQ.com where you can check them out. That's her debut single, Games. Everyone have a great evening and peace out. <laughs>